Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, well, I hope you're all well. Uh, And things coming up, well, thank you for everyone who's bought tickets to the Christmas shows in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. That's been spectacular um, sales so far. Brisbane, in fact, by the time this goes to air, will probably have sold out, uh, but there will still be plenty of tickets left in Sydney and Melbourne because they are bigger theatres. And there are still tickets available for the upcoming podcast show in Auckland. That's only um, two or three weeks away now. All right, uh, I think that's it. So let's just get into the story. I'm doing something a little bit different this week. I haven't done this for a while. I'm going to be doing a tall tale. Now, the tall tales are based on my real life. My my two daughters, they usually feature Tammy, my younger daughter, but my older daughter uh, complains that she isn't in the stories as much as her younger sister. So I thought she's away at camp at the moment and I miss her. So I thought um, for her, I would write a tall tale that features her and features a conversation we had late one night. So here we go. I'm going to read for you a tall tale about bacteria and chessboards. It was late. Way later than children should be going to bed. But Mum was a writer, and Dad was a writer, and they both stayed up late themselves. They also worked after dinner, got caught up in the fictional worlds in their heads, and totally lost track of time. So it was not uncommon for them to forget to put Tammy and Vanessa to bed. Tammy liked to sleep. If Mum forgot to come and put her to bed, she just put herself to bed. When you live your life on the emotional forefront all day long, it's exhausting. When she started to get tired, it was a slippery slope into raging anger, followed swiftly by a complete comatose state. But Vanessa had the same rhythm as Mum and Dad. When it got dark, her brain woke up. And unless someone stood in her room and turned the light off, she was never going to do it herself. In fact, usually even when someone did turn the light off, she'd just wait ten seconds, get up and turn it back on again herself, confident that it'd be another hour or two before Mum would walk past her door again. Now, on this particular evening, Mum trudged up the stairs. She had another couple of hours of work to do editing her novel. She wanted to get on with it. She knew if she was going to really concentrate, she needed Vanessa to be in bed. Because until Vanessa actually fell asleep, there was always a chance she'd come bursting out of her room remembering some hard-to-get object that she desperately needed for school at 7am the next day. Perhaps it would be a head torch that only took AAA batteries, or a 1.25-litre clear plastic water bottle, or a 64-page medical release form detailing every childhood illness and vaccination for a three-day canyoning excursion. But of course, Vanessa's light was still on. Mum pushed open the door. Vanessa was sitting at her desk studying science. "'Why aren't you in bed yet?' asked Mum. "'You haven't put me to bed,' said Vanessa. 
If I didn't tell you not to jump off the Harbour Bridge, said Mum, would you still do it? No, said Vanessa. It's October. The water would be too cold. Mum sighed. She didn't want an argument. She had a lot of work to do, and it's hard to write delightful, witty children's comedy novels when you're seething with rage. Fine. Get into bed now. I'm turning the light off. Mum put her hand on the light switch. In three, two, Vanessa hurried to get under the covers. Mum was just about to flick the button when she noticed something. The laundry basket in the corner of the room was full. And I don't mean full to the brim. Mum could have pretended to ignore full to the brim. No, this laundry basket was full way beyond the brim. There was at least another two feet of laundry stacked up past the brim, precariously balanced like the leaning tower of Pisa. What is that in the laundry basket? asked Mum, trying very hard to stay calm. Laundry, said Vanessa. Is it clean or dirty? asked Mum. Clean-ish, said Vanessa. Then why didn't you put it away? asked Mum. Because it's actually dirty, said Vanessa. There's a lot of towels in that stack, said Mum. Oh, yes, I was going to hang them back up in the bathroom, said Vanessa. Are they wet towels, asked Mum. Oh, yeah, I suppose, said Vanessa. So you made a lasagna of dirty laundry and wet towels, said Mum. I'll take it down to the laundry first thing in the morning, said Vanessa. I'm tired now. I want to go to bed. Tomorrow will be too late, said Mum. Mum, you're being dramatic, said Vanessa. Don't they teach you about bacteria at your school, asked Mum. I know about bacteria, said Vanessa. That's clearly not true, said Mum. Haven't you heard the story of the wheat and the chessboard? What, said Vanessa? The story of the wheat and the chessboard, said Mum. Didn't they teach it to you at school? I have no idea what you're talking about, said Vanessa. This is what is wrong with the modern education system, said Mum. They teach you all about the environmental devastation caused by plastic sandwich bags, but they teach you nothing about bacteria and chessboards. Mum, I just want to go to bed, said Vanessa. I don't care what you want. I refuse to let you go to bed now, suffering under this lamentable weight of ignorance. I'm not going to let you go to bed until I tell you the story. And you've only got yourself to blame because you are the one who made the stinky laundry lasagna. It doesn't stink, said Vanessa. You only say that because you live in here and you're inured to the smell, said Mum. Oh, just tell the story then. I've got school tomorrow. I want to go to sleep, said Vanessa. Our story begins many, many years ago in ancient Persia, said Mum. Is this a racist story, asked Vanessa. It's not racist, said Mum. That's just the location of the story. A story is not inherently racist. It would be racist not to ever set a story in another country. Uh-huh, said Vanessa. But if you start doing voices, you know that is racist, right? I'm not going to start doing voices, said Mum. That's ageist of you to assume because I'm old that I'm racist. Uh-huh, you say ageist, I say valid observation, said Vanessa. Your generation is the worst, said Mum. That is ages, said Vanessa. No, that is a valid observation, said Mum. Anyway, will you be quiet for one moment so I can tell you the story? You can actually learn something. Your behaviour will improve and we can all go to bed. Fine, said Vanessa. Fine, said Mum. Many, many, many years ago... In Persia, back in the days when Persia was the most powerful empire in the world, a trader returning from India brought a new game to the country. It was called chess. 
Chess, said Vanessa. Yes, and it was a super big deal, said Mum, because nothing had been invented yet. There was no TV, no computer games, no YouTube, not even board games. Oh, how tragic, a world without monopoly, said Vanessa. It wasn't tragic the Persians had an amazing civilization, said Mum. I'm just trying to explain why the introduction of chess was a big deal. What, were there a lot of nerds in Persia at the time, asked Vanessa. No, but people have been losing their minds over random things since forever, said Mum. Remember when you had to have a fidget spinner? That was ages ago, said Vanessa. It was just five years ago and it was the most awful two weeks of my life, said Mum. You made me drive to every shopping centre in a 100-kilometre radius. Eventually we found one. I overpaid for it. You played with it for one minute. You were happy for five minutes and I was permanently traumatised for the rest of my life. That's not fair, said Vanessa. We all enjoyed it when Tammy set the fidget spinner on Grampy's bald head while he was sleeping. Okay, yes, that was good, and the video did go viral, said Mum. But it was an irrational international craze. And people go mad for the most ridiculous crazes like fidget spinners and yo-yos and tazos you get in chip packets. Whereas chess is actually a really good and interesting game that will keep you amused for hours. So when the Persians found out about chess... They went nuts. They loved it. They could not get enough of it. The Shah, that was the Persian word for king, he loved it. He loved the game. So he summoned the trader who brought the game from India to his palace. The trader was led into the throne room. It was totally magnificent. There were beautiful embroideries and carvings and gold this and that's. At the far end of this amazing room, the emperor himself was sitting with his chief advisor, actually playing chess. The humble trader approached and bowed low before the shah. Humble trader, said the emperor, we all love this game of chess you brought to our country. It has brought us joy and taught us so much about strategy. How can we repay you for this wonderful game? You're doing a voice, said Vanessa. I'm doing an old man voice, said Mum. That's not racist. It's ageist, said Vanessa. You're never going to get to any age if you don't let me finish this story, said Mum. How can I thank you for the service you have performed? Oh, it was nothing, said the trader. I'm just glad you enjoy playing it. Oh, I must give you a gift to say thank you, said the Shah. What would you like? Now, the trader was used to bargaining, so he saw he had an opportunity here. He said, I would like one grain of wheat, said the trader. Just one grain, exclaimed the Shah. That isn't a proper gift. I am a Shah. People will laugh at me if I give out such a tiny gift. Okay, said the trader. He came over and pointed to the king's chessboard. I'd like one grain of wheat for the first square on the chessboard, then two grains for the second square, four grains for the third square, eight for the fourth square, and so on, doubling each time for each square on the chessboard. The Shah looked at his chessboard. There were only 64 squares. It didn't seem like much of a gift, but if that was all the trader wanted, he was prepared to make it the gift. He decreed that the trader must be given the agreed-on amount of wheat. And so it was done. But the next day, the Shah woke up and decided to have a sandwich for breakfast. But when he told his cook, the cook said, Oh, you can't have that. Why not? asked the Shah. Because there's no wheat to make the bread, said the cook. What? said the Shah. 
Well, Your Most Honourable Majesty, said the Chief Advisor, stepping in to help, it's because just yesterday you gave all the wheat in the entire Persian Empire to the trader who invented chess. What? said the Shah. The Chief Advisor explained that if you put one grain of wheat on the first square of a chessboard, then double the amount for every other square, by the 64th square, you get 9 million trillion grains of wheat. That's an amount so huge that if you stacked all the wheat in a pile, the pile would be bigger than Mount Everest. It was all the wheat in the entire Persian Empire. So the trader tricked the Shah, said Vanessa. Well, that's just rude. Well, don't worry, the Shah was a Shah, so as soon as he realised he'd been tricked, he just chopped the trader's head off, said Mum. Well, that's a terrible story, said Vanessa. Well, it would be a terrible story if I was trying to tell you a story about the ethics of trading, said Mum, but I'm not. I'm telling you a story about bacteria. No, you're not, said Vanessa. You're telling me a very gruesome story about wheat and chessboards. But when bacteria breed, their cells split in two, said Mum. So, said Vanessa, they double, just like the wheat on the chessboard, said Mum. And their breeding cycle is super short. If they get the right conditions, like warm, wet conditions, like a damp towel, they will double over and over and over again. The bacteria in your laundry, lasagna, are breeding like that right now. You know how damp laundry smells when it's been sitting around for a couple of days? You know what that smell is? Well, it's just the smell of damp, said Vanessa. Damp doesn't have a smell, said Mum. Bacteria has a smell. Or, more accurately, bacteria farts have a smell. Oh, gross, Mum, said Vanessa. Now you're just making stuff up. No, I'm not. It's science, exclaimed Mum. If you don't take your laundry basket down to the laundry right now, the bacteria in there will double and redouble and redouble again all night. In the morning, they'll have taken over your whole room. I won't even know if it's you lying in your bed or if it's not several billion bacteria that have just evolved into the shape of your body. Well, perhaps they did that already yesterday and I'm already a lump of bacteria right now. Perhaps the real me planned the whole thing. I've replaced myself with a bacteria clone so I can run away from home. That would explain the smell, said Mum. What smell, said Vanessa. The fact that you can't smell the smell is the first sign, said Mum. The bacteria have taken over your nose and hijacked it for their own purposes. You're being ridiculous, said Vanessa. Just do your laundry right now or your room will become a bacteria chessboard, demanded Mum. But it's 10.30 at night, said Vanessa. That's the bacteria in your brain talking, isn't it? Bacteria never go to bed when their mothers tell them to, said Mum. They stay up all night talking to their bacteria friends over the internet. You're just making stuff up now, said Vanessa. Of course I'm making stuff up, said Mum. I'm a fiction writer, it's what I do. At this point, Dad trudged up the stairs. It's 10.30. Why aren't you in bed? He asked Vanessa. It's Mum's fault. She told me a long story about bacteria and a chessboard. Oh, said Dad. Well, go to bed now. He was about to leave when he took a sniff. Why does your room smell? It's the reproductive rates of bacteria, said Mum. Fine, I'll take it down to the laundry, said Vanessa, grabbing up the laundry basket and stropping down the stairs. I love you, Mum called after her. Whatever, said Vanessa. And I know when you say whatever, what you really mean is, you're always right, Mum, said Mum. Ugh, said Vanessa. And that means you can't find the words to express your admiration for my intelligence, said Mum. Mum, pleaded Vanessa. It's all right, you don't need to gush. I love you too, called Mum. Vanessa responded by turning the washing machine on to entirely drown out the sound 
of her mother's voice. The end. And that is the end of the story. All right, well, we'll leave it there. Don't forget, if you're in Sydney or Melbourne or Auckland, there's tickets on sale for my live shows, which you can check out through the show notes, or or you can go to my website, raspratt.com. Um, There's lots of stuff there. There's stuff about the live shows and there's stuff about all sorts of things I'm up to. All right. Well, that's it for now. Until next time, goodbye.